Hey, Bitch Talkers, Erin here. Thanks for listening. As usual, this is episode 232 of the Bitch Talk podcast. Just wanted to add a little something before you guys tune into this podcast. We recorded this before um, election night, uh, November 6th, 2017. We talked a lot about uh, elections for next year and that day is elections, not knowing the outcome of what was going to happen in Virginia and Montana and kind of uh, all over the United States where they had elections. So just wanted to preface that had no idea that things were going to flip and kind of blow our minds. So just take that into account when you listen to our episode. So um, thank you so much for listening. As always, thank you so much to those of you who um, had election days and went out and voted and and changed a lot of things. Um, we're so hopeful now going into 2018. So when you listen to this episode, remember we have bigger elections or big elections also next year. And um, hope you guys keep fighting the good fight. Thanks. Hey, bitch talkers. Whoa. Episode 232 <laughs> of the podcast. I'm Erin. That's Hi, Ange. Just <laughs> sipping. Uh, on some producer Shars here. It's her last episode before she takes off and gets a real nice tan. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll uh, <laughs> battle tan? with with uh, rival rival yeah, I, I Ange's tan. Gonna, I don't think I'm tan enough while I'm there. <laughs> I think you should try and rival Ange's tan. Let's go bring it, Shar. I'm not. Can you have you. a camisole? <laughs> Just wear a camisole. <laughs> It's not exactly like Hawaii where I'm going to freaking, it, it, it's just hot and humid. It's not oh. like sun beating on you tan. Oh. Okay. You could still get tan in that. You can, but not the way that uh, I'm this not. This one does? Yeah. Unless I, unless I end up going to some, you know, if I have time to go to real vacation island. Yep. I'll cross my fingers for you. You deserve a damn vacation from this vacation. <laughs> this, this is no vacation. I have so much shit I have to do while I'm there. It's, uh, huh. Uh, I do have to introduce uh, a oh, yeah. friend of the show. She may or may not say something. It doesn't matter. We just really love her. She also listens to our show and downloads it. Her oh, name's- sorry. I'm just. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry that she listens to it. Uh, I'm just gonna say your name's Kim. Hi. Uh, Let's call her Kim. Let's call her Kim, <laughs> aka Barley. Kim Barley. Uh, welcome to the show, Kim. Thanks. And also. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Really, seriously. I don't listen a lot, but I don't always. That man just saw me holding a flask. Is that okay? Is it the man? No. Okay. It's (laughs) Don't ask me. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) It's, uh, I don't know if I said it's episode 232. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I wrote that today, and I was like, uh, (laughs) what the fuck? Every time I'm like 200, what? Um, yep. But yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Don't forget to visit our website, bitchtalkpodcast.com. We're at Twitter at bitchtalkpod. Facebook, it's uh, Facebook. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me slow it down. It's Bitch Talk Podcast. Instagram, it's Bitch Talk Podcast. One word. If you want to email us, it's therealbtpod at gmail.com. Haven't really gotten any emails lately. I mean, the last one was from the Stamos car hmm. person, which I never emailed And then back, our, our Canadian friend, Angela. Oh, Angela To Be Pecked. Yes. She's on Twitter. Oh, okay. But she, whenever an uh, episode releases, and since she's on a time uh, difference, I always wake up and I already have a tweet from her. So, Angela. Sweet. Thank you for listening. And, you know, we'd love to come up and visit you sometime. Uh, and can we stay at your place? <laughs> so, uh, poutine me, Angela. Poutine, yes. poutine in me. Yes. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Put- poutine in me. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was going to sound it sounded cool. like a porn. Okay. Um, uh, last time we did not mention the um, unfortunate death of Fats Domino. I know this is like a Debbie Downer to start on, but Ange and I really love Fats. Passed away, uh, 10-24-17. Of course, he embodied New Orleans. He he, lived in New Orleans. He was one of the best performers that I had ever seen uh, during Jazz Fest as well. Please tell the story. He just killed the stage. So he was one of the headliners on one of the days. This was like 
2004 or some long ass time ago but he had this huge grand piano on stage and this big old belly and he was singing um i'm walking to new orleans or something one of those songs and he was like bumping his belly and pushing the grand (laughs) piano across the stage while he was playing oh no i think maybe that was during blueberry hill but anyway it was epic and his energy and his soul like you felt it he was one of the best it wasn't that long ago so he was in his 70s then right it was pre-Katrina. I think it was like two years before Katrina. Okay. And then I, I don't Katrina know if everyone knows anyway. the K- Katrina story, mm-hmm. but he stayed in his home until he had to get, I think, airlifted out. From his roof. Yeah. And um, I think his wife might have been ill at the time. That's why they were staying behind. But also he lost all of his memorabilia. No. Yeah. And Katrina. So um, sorry we didn't mention it before, but now we're mentioning it and giving props to Fats Domino. So if you don't know who that is, Google it and listen to all his music, please. Uh, the Beatles took a lot of his music <laughs> and used it for themselves. Uh, so you've heard it before, but it's originally Fats Domino. Um, how are you guys doing? Good. Awesome. Oh, you have you to go a little in. closer. Awesome. It's <laughs> Welcome to podcast. We're in a bit of a food coma. We went, we went on a hike in the East Bay. The Redwoods something or another in the East Bay in, in Oakland. Sure. The Redwoods oh, National Park or something like that. And then we went to Cosecha and had the I best that is. pork the best belly taco tacos. of my fucking life. Oh, we can cuss. Yeah. The best fucking tacos. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like crispy on the outside. Because, you know, we were talking about this and there were, there's, was a big... Uh, pork belly explosion, right? All of a sudden, everybody wanted pork belly and every oh, right, menu right. Yes. had a pork belly dish. And a lot of them are underwhelming, in my opinion. It's like sure. you get excited about pork belly and then you have it and you're like, well, whatever. All, yeah, that tastes like fat. Thanks. Yeah, but this, <laughs> but like, it was like cr- crispy like chicharron, but on Ugh. the inside, warm and it was ridiculous. juicy and fucking ridiculous. My eyes were so big. Yeah, as soon as she <laughs> took a bite, her eyes like wide open like an owl and they never closed. Like every bite, she was just like. <laughs> and we got oysters too. And, the and we got half a dozen oysters. oysters. And I'm like, have you had this taco? Yeah. At the same place as a pork belly taco? It was at the Swan Oyster not Depot or no, some shit market. in Oakland. Swan Market in Oakland. Swan's Market in Oakland. All right. So there's a bunch of little. Uh, restaurants and yeah. shops and stuff, yeah. We had plans for sausage. And we- so we were going to eat like at every <laughs> stop. So we were going to have tacos here, oysters there, sausage at Rosemond, oh, and then Rosemond. some fried chicken at Aunt Ollie's. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We stopped at the taco. We just mm-hmm. had more tacos. <laughs> this is after the hike? After. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're in a little bit of a food coma, so we need this a little. This is where we went. Redwood? Redwood Regional Park in okay. Oakland, and was it yeah, pretty? oh my it god, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, but so uh, uh, Bar- uh, Kim, sorry, I call her Bar- Barley, is like deathly afraid of snakes, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> were you bitten once or no? I just I don't know where it came from, but I fucking... it's a phobia. It's a legit phobia. And Worse I than don't... spiders. Oh, f- spiders are fine. Okay. Yeah, so she doesn't really like... She likes hiking, but she doesn't for that reason. But I was like, it's winter. It's fine. The snakes are all hibernating for the winter. Well, it's not winter yet. That's well, what I said. But it's fucking it, cold. It, okay, like, sure. Is it really winter? No. Yeah, no. So <laughs> when we got there, she was all nervous. Okay. And she like asked me to hold her hand, <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, hold your hand, whatever. <laughs> And there were all the, there was an option of trails to take, and she's like, "Let's take the trail with those dogs." Like there was this pack oh. of dogs, this woman walking these dogs. Oh, okay, not just like a pack of dogs. No. Just okay. No, she was a themselves. dog walker. Oh, got it. And we end up falling in love with these dogs and hiking with her for like oh, a good half hour. Cool. Yeah, five little dogs, and they all had like their own personalities. There was Winnie the poodle. Oh, poodle? oh Winnie the poodle. Yeah, it was a poodle. Winnie the poodle, and then Wally. Charles. Schmitzy. Schmitzy looked like an Ewok. Oh. So the whole time we're like playing with all the dogs and walking with all the dogs. And then like 20 minutes into it, Barley's like, and what's your name to the human that we were like walking (laughs) with the whole time? Uh, Yes. Yeah. You you, never think to ask the name of them. Well, you walk a dog at at least twice a day, every day. Oh, Bailey Boo. And uh, and I have two dogs, and when and I do the same thing if I meet an own, a dog owner. Yeah, you, you go straight the, to the yes. oh hi. You don't even talk to the person. No, ever. Mm-mm. And I kind in my head, I'm like, you're never gonna ask my name, are you? Yeah, <laughs> I never ask my name. So anyway, her name was nice Penny. Of you. 
Oh, and she like another dog's name. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm like, said. which one's the dog here? Yeah, no, but uh, and and um and so the dogs like calmed Barley, which was good. So she was no longer afraid of snakes. And then we walked with them forever. And they do this trick where once they get to this one bench, they all know to jump on it and pose for a picture. <gasps> so we have like a family photo, a family photo of me, Barley, and these five dogs. Oh, it could be your holiday photo. You guys. Yeah, and it was like yeah, it was schmitzy like a baby. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so good. And this woman. Penny was the most beautiful person. She was just like full of light and really kind. And she, yeah, it was good. It was an awesome hike. Yeah, I was like, where are you going after this? Can we keep hanging out? (laughs) (laughs) She'd have invited her to lunch. Yeah, well, she had two pugs to pick up. (gasps) Oh, yeah. I know. Frank and Bean. (laughs) 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 Or they, sorry, we had like a whole dog thing. Are they together, Frank and Bean? Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, something about Mary. We're not making fun of. No, it's something about Mary. Yes, it's something yeah. about Mary. <laughs> like, that's all we need. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we had a good hike, and then we and how was tacos that? and oysters? And how was and... Anchor Brewing last night? I'm gonna have a really fun photo to post. Oh uh, God, uh, <laughs> Captain Party here. Yeah, last night. Out of the blue, one of my friends, he's a beer buyer at, at Whole Foods, and he gets invited to all of these like industry night things at different breweries. And Anchor Steam was uh, having a release for their Christmas ale. ale. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And we went, and it was all you can beer. They had food. It was fucking good. And I'd never been to Anchor Brewery. I highly suggest it. It's beautiful. I haven't in the brewery tour, but I've done their spirits tasting, which is awesome. Ooh. On spirits. the roof. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, yeah. It's biz. It, they mean business up there, but yeah, I know. Anyways, no, it's we had like, yeah, highly recommend ridiculous amounts of beer, and we also have a new family member. The bartender John mm-hmm. is now our dad. He's gonna adopt us and bring us to Australia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is he old enough to be our dad? Well, he's married, has a family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was drunken, <laughs> as yeah, it should food. be. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. That's it. Living. Cool. I don't have anything to add <laughs> to the conversation. <laughs> Except that Edley sucks. But um Mayor well, San Francisco. His approval ratings obvious. his approval ratings were out yesterday and his approval ratings were lower than forty five. Wow. And that's, that's saying, saying a lot. So <laughs> holy shit. I mean, considering all of the corporate people that he backs yeah. in this city his approval rating is still that low yeah it's 30 percent or lower I that can't makes remember. me feel good about san francisco does it yeah i mean you know people are there aren't that many idiots out there like people get it that there's some fucked up shit going on and we're there the majority is. we're the majority yeah yeah but you know he's here for another year and a half which scares the fuck out of me and one of the things i was going to bring up too is that i need to bring up the link um the place that we had our uh, very first um, live podcast uh, episode, the 100th episode, um, Hemlock, uh, is probably closing. <gasps> what? Um, which makes me really sad, and I may want to just book another live Why? show there. Wh- well, because there's a development that needs to go up, and this is a proposition. They've, they've been bought out? Uh, the whole building, uh, I guess, oh, has been shit. bought out, and it might be leveled. So Wavy has a show there, on December eighteenth, I think. Oh, you want to plug it right now? Uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, apparently, let's go. It's a Saturday. <laughs> it's either the sixteenth or the eighteenth of December. But okay. now I have to go if it's going to be closing soon. Again, it could be one of those things like it's going like to close Lucky 13. in four more years. But um, I was pretty bummed because they were really great to work with, um, really easy to work with, and um, and even though that room. Always smells of vomit. It's still a good time. Does it always? <laughs> Every I mean, time I've been and, in there. Pee and booze. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good place to go. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, Hemlock maybe. Tavern. It's yeah. on Polk Street. It's on Polk oh. Street. It's been around forever. I don't know how many years, but um, I saw that on social media and I'm like, fuck. So, Edley, if you want to really save San Francisco, <laughs> if you want those approval ratings to go up, maybe you should save the Hemlock. Um. Hmm. Let's see. What? No. Oh. It's just, no, it's just. And, and I hate, I hate, guys, podcast listeners, I hate announcing bad news about San Francisco, but I feel like if you're listening, you wouldn't know unless I said something. Um, but it's, it, this shit's real. It's happening in San Francisco on a weekly basis, I feel. 
Um, and I don't really know what to do about it except report it. So there's, it's, I don't know if the same stuff happens in LA or if it doesn't. Um, it's definitely happening. Does it? Yeah. Like everywhere. The whole city's changing. And I didn't even say like, oh, Kim lives in LA. That's why oh, she's visiting. Oh, yeah. But Kim. <laughs> I live in LA. Yeah, but I, is it the same problem or is it, do people, I, think, I don't know. Not just new restaurants that open and close because no, they like, can't hang, but like <clears throat> establishments, like real historic like, there's this place across the street from where I live. It's called the Tinderbox. And it's been there oh, yeah. since I was a little girl. And they'd have Toby mugs in the front. And it's just like an old tobacco shop. Uh-huh. And I think it's been there for like, I don't know, 80 plus 90 years. Okay. It's gone now. So all of those special little places. Mm-hmm. Just like I remember visiting a couple of years ago. You guys were starting to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I feel like now it's really happening in LA. Hmm. And there's so much development. Well, know? especially Santa Monica. So she, yeah. you live in Santa Monica, and that's just an extension of Beverly Hills now. Yeah, and my oh, apartment fancy. got bought out. Oh. So they've been trying to kick me out. She's the I'm sole survivor. She's the last. Are you the last one in your there's building? There's one other, but he's <laughs> hardly there. But yeah, they're trying to pull every, no. everything. But I'm on rent control. Yes, of course. It's bad. So it's kind of, I'm surprised I didn't do the Ellis Act because a lot of, Buildings are getting the Ellis Act, too. Uh-huh. But I'm just hanging on. <laughs> Hang on by a thread. Yeah. yeah, it's like a ghost town whenever yeah. I come visit it's your apartment building. Oh, it's crazy. So did they buy it and now they're redoing it? Or, yeah. Oh. But I don't know. It's really kind of weird. I think they might flip it. And then resell it. And resell it, yeah. You guys. I know. So happening in L.A., too. <sighs> it's sad. But you want to move up here, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna live on the balcony. Yeah, yeah, you on can do deck. that. Pitch I mean, we tent. have an extra room too uh, that I always tell Shar she can use, but she hasn't yet. So whatever, it's fine. Well, she hears about how often you guys fart, and maybe that's why. Yeah, but she'd have her own room. That's we true. wouldn't be farting in the room and <laughs> in then her just room. closing the <laughs> in her room. This is our it's fart room. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, no, that's what the bathroom is. The Poor fart Char. room. Anyways, uh, yeah. My boyfriend listened to the fart episode, which was the last episode. He's like, I can't believe you guys are talking about farts. <laughs> I'm like, well, it happened. It was real life. This is real life. Yeah. We're not. What What else can we talk about if not our own lives? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's really exciting. Uh, <laughs> well, and it was funny because Barley, before she came on the podcast, she's like, I'm not going to know what to talk about. And I was like, all we talk about is like, like, diarrhea so and farts. <laughs> yeah, we're we are not smart. And I was like, no, we talk about <laughs> diarrhea and farts. And she's like, oh, I can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who I couldn't? Who couldn't? Oh my god! And yesterday, <laughs> she was real smart. Yesterday, we were talking about. I was telling her about how at the De Young Museum yes. there was a um, there was an exhibit about uh, the the anniversary of the Summer of Love. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and I was telling her about the summer of love and whatever what the exhibit was about. She goes, "So many important things happened, like just <laughs> generally speaking." And I was like, "In general, or I, that summer?" No. And I looked at her and I was like, "You should be a history teacher. You are fucking brilliant." <laughs> so many important things happened, <laughs> like just generally. That era, I mean, like, so it's many. true. Yeah, she was cool. being factual, yeah. not like it's true. Yeah, it's it's just like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. She's like, thank you for, thank you for, yeah, for your input. (laughs) That was a thinker. Anyway, um, greatness. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, one other thing I I should give a shout out to, and then I'll dive into um things that you know about because you're a millennial. Um, For the love of God. But uh, (laughs) Barley's younger than me, actually. She, if anyone's a millennial, they call me. I'm on the cusp. I'm, that's what I always say. But just because I'm the youngest one in the room, I'm the millennial. Actually, you know what? In this survey, you're not. Yeah, in real life, I'm not. Not just the survey. 34. Ha! Wait, I'm on the cusp. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be 35. (laughs) You will one day. One day. Anyways, uh, before oh. I go into the survey, which it's at Bummer Town, sorry, more Bummer Town news, uh, but um, just want to give a shout out to the ladies of That's What She Said. It's a monthly speaking event. I yes. help coordinate uh, once a month. This uh, last month, November, it's our 10th speaker that we had, and it was an amazing room full of great ladies, and this time the conversation uh, kind of just... 
evolved at the Q and A, and it was really beautiful, and there was a lot of connection. And um, I'm just really proud of, of what we're doing and what the ladies that I work with are doing. So next month, uh, Monday, December 4th, uh, will be our 11th, obviously. That's what she said in San Francisco. So if you can come, please do. Um, we're going to have on some ladies from the dinner party, which we've talked about. We've had in one of our new favorite people of the year, Dara Cosberg. Oh, yeah. She'll be one of the speakers um, amongst two other ladies that are uh, from San Francisco, so if you want to roll through, it's such a good night and you feel good and you get to meet new people, new women and be in a room with only women, which is a thing that is very rare these days. It's rare and it's supportive women. Yes. Like women that are there because they want to build each other up. Yeah. Which is unfortunately not a regular. It's not thing. a regular thing. But I was thinking about this, that this presidency, I think, has really helped people of color, women, anyone that's um, uh, on marginalized. the fringe or marginalized, thank you, um, push through and That's so funny. I was, just, I was just telling Barley that while we were hiking. Oh. I was like, if anything, the one upside to 45 is that we all are just kind of like uplifting each other. Like, mm -hmm. we're all right, well, we're in this together. Let's yes. be, because we have to. everybody mm -hmm. that we've encountered and just generally speaking has been very positive and smiles at us hi how are you have a nice day in my neighborhood on the yes. hike like yeah. everywhere and it's just kind of like this air of maybe maybe we're in a bubble which i know i know that we are but it but it still feels very even compared to la like in la they can give a fuck about you yeah. but in in this city at least in our interactions it's just like everybody's been really positive and there are all it was like all women on the hike too it was all oh. like pachamama yeah it was nice pachamama mother earth oh oh thank you <laughs> i just learned something yeah in like bolivia and a lot of those countries they call it pachamama oh i like it mm -hmm. oh <laughs> what it's cute i love it yeah so. um but yeah it, you know whoever's in town or i always post about it on, on my personal page and on bitch talk if you can come through it's free so there's that um but it was a great night and it was it was always inspiring so uh to go to something that I don't know. <laughs> it's not really inspiring, but I think it'll make you think and maybe talk to people that are 18 to 34 that are white a little more about their thoughts. But there was a Gen Forward survey. I read this on the Washington Post. And uh, the headline is, a new survey shows white millennials think a lot more like whites than millennials, <laughs> which is scary. So a lot um, more like whites than, okay. So I'll give you kind of the rundown of, of everything and we can discuss. And if you want to just chime in, chime in. So the Gen Forward survey, it's a nationally representative survey of over 1,700 young adults ages 18 to 34. You're not on the cusp anymore, Ange. Duh. Conducted bi-monthly that pays special attention <laughs> to how race and ethnicity influence how young adults or millennials experience and think about the world. By the way, the millennial generation is the largest generation now. Oh. Um in the country or in the, I, I can't remember what I read, but it's one of the largest populations. Um, hmm. In this report, we represent, or we present Gen Forward survey data collected between August, 34, August 31st and September 16th of 2017, which is right around the time of Charlottesville. So kind of keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. We provide an extensive look at how millennials think about race, the racial order and racism in society uh, in the age of 45. President. So um, they just, kind of highlighted key topics. So the racism problem, period. Millennials of all racial backgrounds list racism as one of the three most important problems in America. Okay. Uh, president 45, a racist. Majorities of millennials of color believe the president is a racist, but white millennials are split on the issue. <laughs> yeah. What? Split. Okay. They're not sure. <coughs> not sure what. <laughs> They're not sure. What's a lot to be sure about? Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to say on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> I think most people. Oh, um, I'm, uh, it's hard to say because you know maybe they were joking or whatever. But forty five just outright says racist things. Like yes, there's no subconscious. Oh, maybe he meant that. No, it's like outright. Right. <laughs> like he's not hiding anything. No. Like if you have those words written down, like okay, that's racist. That's like, what's the I don't question know. here. There's more good news, guys. Uh, president of Rich and White. We find widespread agreement among millennials across race and ethnicity that 45 is most sympathetic to rich people and white people. Duh. Mm -hmm. Discrimination against whites, a big problem. 
Yeah, they're, exactly. they're saying that nearly <laughs> nearly half, 48 percent of white millennials believe that discrimination against whites has become as big a problem as ah. discrimination against blacks and other minorities. While oh only my about God. A, while only about a quarter of African-Americans, Asian-Americans and Latinos share this view. I can't. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it gets better. Black Lives Matter. A majority of African-Americans, 56%, and plurality of Asian-Americans, 43%, have a fav- favorable opinion of Black Lives Matter. But only 27% of Latinos and 19% of whites share this view. Uh, Confederate symbols. A majority of millennials of color believe the Confederate flag is a symbol of racism and support removing Confederate statues and symbols from public places. In contrast, a majority of whites, 55%, see the Confederate flag as a symbol of Southern pride and oppose removing Confederate statues and symbols, 62%. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, uh, these millennials, did they say they were from across the yeah, nation? Yeah, I forget. Oh, they are? Yes. Like yeah. a, from every, like all over. I don't yeah. know. Every okay. Year. But it was widespread. Okay. But again, it's 1,700 right. millennials. So right. I know. We got to... Yeah, it's all perspective for sure, but right, sixty-two percent. Okay, yeah, it's like uh, really Um, racial progress. Uh, Millennials of color cite organizing in communities as the most effective way to create racial change. White millennials cite community service and volunteering as the most effective strategy. No group of millennials cite voting in federal elections as as a top strategy for creating racial progress. Wow. I believe that one because they didn't vote. They didn't vote in this last election. Right. Millennials didn't show up. But that's an issue. Yeah. Now we're going into, two th- well, as of today, people are actually voting across the country. Mm-hmm. And next year, there's huge states and swing states that will be voting. So um, I sent this to my neighbors. Um, and actually, Lindsay, who's been on the show before, who's a therapist, we were just talking. And she's just like, white people have a lot of work to do. They do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny too. And she's a white. To, she's a white girl, by the mm-hmm. way. It's funny when you talk to some white people, and they're like, "I don't understand." They get so defensive. Yeah. Like when you start to bring up privilege, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they just are like, "There's such an attack on on white people now," and it's so baffling. Well, yeah, because it's everyone else has been attacked their whole lives, right. and it's just, and it's just like, "Poor you, really? Right. Wow, if you walked." a week in someone else's shoes, mm-hmm. you know, and actually felt what it's like. Yeah. She calls it white fragility, which kind mm. of makes sense. Who Lindsay does? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Totally. And so it's breaking. I don't, I, and I don't even know how to do that or go about it, but breaking it down to, yeah, empathy, <laughs> empathy much. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, I wanted to bring it up just because again, People are voting today um, while we're recording this podcast, but there's other huge um, elections next year. And I think that's, I mean, this is the biggest population, at least in the country. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know how to change minds. And it's a bigger conversation. And I hope to keep approaching this um, for the next year. But if you're listening and you have ideas, you can always tweet at us. You can email us. But I think Lindsay has a point. It's white people have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. It's not people of color teaching other people. It's uh, it's teaching empathy. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to happen in a year. Um, and especially if, not yeah. the majority, but if a lot of white millennials are unsure of the president's uh, side of racism that he's on, yeah. that's very troubling. I don't I don't know how to change that. I I feel like a big part of it starts in the schools. Like we're just not taught about this shit at all. Mm-hmm. We're taught about Christopher Columbus, we're taught about oh, Right. We're taught about these wars but not really, you know? Just little highlights here and there, but we're not a chapter. we're not taught this was the point of it. And this is what we learned from it. And this is what we did wrong. And this is how we move on, move on going forward. Like there was that uh, Michael Moore documentary, Where to Invade Next. Yeah. And when I know, he, when I he goes, it. when he goes to Germany, he's talking to these high school kids and they're like, we are taught inside 
out everything about the Holocaust and why it was wrong and why and it's in our faces and, and we face these problems and and we understand what we did wrong and we wouldn't it'll never happen you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. they face it whereas we we just oh we just skim over the topic and and move on mm-hmm. so we, we we so we don't have any empathy for that we know oh yeah that was bad yeah okay moving on slavery was bad sure but we don't really dig into these topics and we're not really we're not really taught them well, it's also a society of you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Like we don't dive into what slavery really means to an African-American person. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. Uh, How does it affect you? How did it affect your family? You're still um, there's still repercussions of that in the South here, wherever. Um or even bringing Asian Americans in and working on railroads and enslaving them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's just move on though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. but that was in the past. Right. So why do we have to talk about that? Yeah. Because it's still rearing its ugly head here and clearly every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess also like holding each other accountable when you see like, yes, someone just joking they're like i'm just kidding like that's that's racist right yeah i think just like starting to rework yeah Mm -hmm. it's the it's the passivity is Mm -hmm. sometimes just as dangerous because and especially when you also when you're talking about not just racism and we're talking about everything that's coming up with women Mm -hmm. and being raped and and years and decades of people knowing this Mm -hmm. about a certain person and just not saying anything Uh, so being passive is just as dangerous I'll say um, that last night at the That's What She Said event, um, the speaker had something done to her, which was terrible when she was really young. And because she was undocumented, she couldn't report it. And then that generated into a whole conversation with everyone in the room about rape and why no one talks about rape Mm -hmm. or being sexually harassed or being stalked or any of those things because Mm -hmm. it's shameful. So we're all talking like, well, you You're too. I just, I just every, every, time, every time she hits her I tooth kiss on the this mic. goddamn mic, and I'm getting into a real serious <laughs> subject. Sorry, guys, but I'm really passionate. But it was the conversation of how do you how do you bring this up, and when you bring it up, you should bring it up with males mm-hmm. and ask them who do you know that was raped, mm-hmm. and a lot of them will be like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, go ask, go ask your friends mm-hmm. and see, and it's almost that. We need to change their mindset, too, because they think they don't know anyone. I mean, I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't think I know anyone. And then last night, I, a woman that was sitting next to me who I know is like, I was raped mm-hmm. and I don't know how to talk about it. And I don't know how to bring it up to people. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just, I don't know, tearing those walls down yeah. and, and being honest. But it was it came up and it was like, yeah, I, the Me Too thing has helped that, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, and people tearing down those walls, but I don't, I don't know what else we can do. <laughs> I know. Jesus. It was heavy last night. How man. am I going to go to yoga after this? Now I, I just want to go great. have more whiskey. Yeah. I, uh, or yeah. we can yoga get whiskey. Will. I don't care. That's, that's <laughs> yoga too. No, we should, we should go to yoga. No, no, no. We're I was reading that on your laptop. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Whiskey is my yoga. Whiskey is my yoga. That's oh, from, uh, that's Nepal. Friend of the show, even Drunk though he's never cyclist. been on the show. The Drunk Cyclist. Yeah. Chris, Chris, oh. he's a badass. Yeah, he is a badass. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, uh. yeah. I, I <laughs> I'm bringing it up because last night I'm like, why don't people talk about this shit? And yes, me too. Has started it, um, but shit is happening, mm-hmm. and shit is happening all the time, and and we don't talk about it. And again, maybe it's another good thing of that 45s bringing out. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give him credit, but it's been helpful to, I don't know, air our grievances mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. And just to be more, and to, to face things. I think when Obama got elected, it's like, yay, oh. everything's better. Now, you know? and does we that just, feel like that never happened? <laughs> I know. We were just talking about him like like it was an ex-lover that you yeah. mi- longed for. Like, oh, remember when he sang to us? When he sang, what was it, Al Green? Let's stay together. Or let's stay together. Yeah. yeah Al Green, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about him like it was a friend that we had lost or like someone, <laughs> which kind of we felt did. like. But yeah. anyway, we were in a fucking dreamland. We thought, oh, this, this, this is such a huge step forward, but really... Now we're faced with all this shit that we just 
but we're not trained to talk about things, so we don't know yeah. how to. <laughs> I was in the shower the other day where I do all my thinking. Uh, <laughs> but I was thinking about Obama, and I'm like, was that just all a sham? Like eight years of everything's going to be really great, and then granted, we're he just didn't take it away. He wasn't perfect. Well, and granted, yeah, he didn't do all. everything that he wanted to do or he claimed nope. he would do or right, whatever. Right, right, He's right. not a perfect man. No, no, but no. But if I were to have someone represent my country for the rest of my life, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> come back. I you could actually travel the Where world and you? be like, yeah, I'm from the states, and be proud of it instead of, yeah, <laughs> you know, like hang What's your head, like you yeah. Saw? What's that? Oh yeah, it's like that shirt. I was telling her about that shirt at a uh, oh therapy. Uh, yeah, yeah, at therapy, the store uh, down the street, and it said it had all these lines, this one sentence in every language, not every language, but it was like English and then Spanish and then Mandarin and whatever, and it said, I'm sorry about our president. <laughs> You know, it's a good travel shirt. Yeah. Are you going to get it? Did you get it? No, I haven't even walked in there, but I want to get just, it. You I'll, should just. I'll rock it. Yeah. You should just get those all as presents for Christmas. I need one. What? I have to get you presents? No. Okay. Uh, but I got you yours already. <gasps> oh. Just kidding. Maybe not. Is she? Um, <laughs> well, I know. I was going to tell you while you were gone last week that, um, and I don't know if you were following it at all, uh, Kim from L.A., uh, but the <laughs> Obama summit was uh awesome oh yeah you should it's mm -hmm. all on youtube you can upload all the interviews they did um but that was really inspiring i need to look back at it but um a lot of the people that they were talking to and talking with harry uh harry was there harry? he had his own little <sighs> summit with them oh what? my god yeah see yes prince harry god i love him they are I best friends they are the best Obamas friends and harry yeah <laughs> we were just talking about prince harry last night we were because we had a we have a new ginger friend at the anchor brewery oh Australian? Steve? No, Stephen. Oh, Steve, yeah. I mean, you ladies really are... <laughs> what? <laughs> Talk of the town. Anyway. <laughs> no, it was... What is this, the 40s? Anyway, well, go ahead. <laughs> no, ladies are really the talk of the town. In our camisole. Camisole, talk of the town. Flappers. No, that's the 20s. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Fluffers. No. Flufa. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, inside joke. Go. Uh, no, so... Uh, Obama. My... Oh, no, I was going to talk Harry. about Steve. Oh, Prince Harry. Oh, oh and Steve. Prince Harry. No, I uh, just love everybody. Yeah, That's all. Okay. We can move on. No, Steve. Gingers. Well, he, our, our friend that invited us uh, knows everybody that works Wavy. there. Wavy. So he introduced us to Steve, and as soon as I found out that Steve worked there, they have this um, holiday ale. Is it a holiday ale? Bourbon. It's cast. a bourbon oh. aged. Yum. It's like ten percent or something. No. Oh. It was a Christmas ale. Uh, it was the Christmas ale, but aged in bourbon barrels. Yes, thank you. And but they weren't pouring. They weren't <laughs> yeah. pouring it. They okay. were only pouring the Christmas ale. They had Liberty. They had all these other beers. But um, as soon as I met this dude that worked there, I was like, Oh, what's up? Uh, you know, yeah, I'm really excited to try that bourbon age but you know they're not pouring it tonight but i'm really excited to try it She's and really then he proceeds it. to go behind the bar and pour us like, some it was fucking delicious oh my god anchor oh. steam buy it the christmas ale aged in bourbon also anchor steam um why don't you support your local podcast <laughs> <laughs> hey I, we have an in there so i can yep that and pizza that's all i need do a little talking life. yeah yeah so anyway steve shout out new nice. ginger friend cool yeah um Terry. So I know a lot of us, including Char, who's not here right now, but uh, a lot of us in this room love Disney. And I don't know if anyone's been following the Disney story. She just went to Disneyland. That's funny. I don't know the story of what happened. So <laughs> the LA Times in September, and I, you know, my boyfriend's up to date on fucking everything. So he'll yell things at me. He's like, this is happening. This I'm like, okay, okay, cool. I need that. Huh? He's like my CNN. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's really good. good. He schools me too. Um, he's my CNN, so I don't have to turn the TV on. So he told me that the LA Times did kind of an in-depth report about Disney and Anaheim, the mm -hmm. city of Anaheim, and how um, they've kind of, not even kind of, they've bought their way into the city and have taken a lot of tax cuts. Oh. And um, the latest mayor of the city, I don't know how long he's been mayor, but I'm going to say for a few years, has been pretty critical of Disney. And um, they ran this story, and one of the things they were talking about was the city of Anaheim built that 10,000-space parking lot, or that garage, that high-rise mm -hmm. garage next door. And they charged it. Well, the city of uh, Anaheim paid for it. It was $108 million. 
And Disney pays $1 for the lease of the lot every year. What? $1? And every day, um, people either pay $20 for just a general spot or $35 for a VIP spot. So if you do the math for a year, how much money they're raking in. I need a parking lot. Holy shit. That sounds like some Ed Lee shit. That's like something Ed Lee would Yeah. So the story even goes into like... um, Anaheim is in the hole right now for $590 million, uh, in pension liabilities, I guess, paying their city workers, which sucks. Um, but Disney has paid off a lot of politicians or, you know, paid for campaigns in Anaheim mm-hmm. and paid their way through and getting everything done that they need to get done. So L.A. Times ran the story in late September. The backlash for L.A. Times running that, which is a story. It's a news fucking right. story. Mm-hmm. Disney yesterday, I think, or a few days ago, um, pulled all of their press screenings from the LA Times uh, film critics. And they're like, you're not going to review. We're not giving you any more press screenings. And you know about this. You can't attend. Ever. No. Forever. (laughs) So that meant Star Wars, Marvel, Disney. So then. Wow. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, I've always, at least in the last five years working in the industry i've heard stories about disney being assholes yeah pretty hardcore so i'm not surprised so this happened and so um the new york i'm only giving you a small snippet but the new york film critics circle boston society of film critics and the national society of film critics said that they're going to boycott all upcoming disney films which is huge nice wow none of those papers those are not just small papers those are the papers they will not run any coverage of any movies opening which is huge for disney yeah so another person that tweeted this and this was earlier today was director ava duvernay who um did selma hello and 13th, oh. which oh, was on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. So she has a, a Disney movie coming out in early 2018. Wrinkle in Time. Yes. My favorite book. So that's oh, a Disney sorry. movie. And she tweeted this morning. She's like, I stand with the LA Times in all the critic circles. Uh, I'm boycotting Disney movies. <gasps> Whoa. No way. Yeah. That's badass. Because it's freedom of speech. Yeah. It's journalism. It's press. So this afternoon, Disney's like, oh, JK. Everyone's invited. (gasps) Shut up. Wow. That's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. See, that's another thing. People aren't afraid anymore. People just don't give a fuck anymore. It's like, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, which side are you saying, though? Companies or? No, I mean, the people speaking out. Like, she she will, she was putting a lot on the line by speaking out against them. she has Oprah on her side. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, when you're rich and you have contacts, it's like, and you've already established yourself. Maybe, but that's a, I think that was a ballsy move. Yeah. She didn't have to say shit. She could have been like, well, I was paid $100 million by this company. She was, the, I think, one of the highest paid female directors. Like, she set a record. But she tweeted it, and then they're like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. So if you stand up to the man, sometimes it pays off. Um, but, you know, think about Disney next time you go. I mean, they're not the greatest. I will go again. I know. Damn when it. Star I'm Wars be there World opens, weeks. we're going to have to go. So I. 2018. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I give when we go I give them as little money as possible you know I'm we're cheap so <laughs> we're on a budget we're balling yeah. on a budget in Disneyland yeah <laughs> but they're not the you know the company you think they are just just saying uh good news Jordan Peele to produce Twilight Zone reboot series <gasps> oh yeah. yes so there's gonna be a movie I guess it's been in the works forever get out Felt a little bit Twilightish. Yes, yes. Or yes. Twilight Zone-ish. Yeah, I didn't want to. Not Robert the vampire, goddamn. Oh. Our, our oh. Pat, friend of the yeah. show. Our RP, as we like to call him. Our our Pat. I like yeah. our Pat. That's cute. Mm-hmm. It's totally cute. He'd like that. Boyish um, charm. This man. He's very sweet. Mm, he was real. He cute. was a really sweet man. We totally get it, everyone. We d- we get the Robert. I finally Pattinson. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. oh yeah. You got, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he shook our fucking hands yeah. like a gentleman. We cussed together. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, Ange said the C U N T word. I think I did. Well, it was it was in the moment. It was I you love were that you word. were rolling with the homies. Um, but anyways, yeah, <laughs> Twilight Zone reboot series. CBS will be, which I didn't know, they're going to be developing the series and it will stream on their paid streaming service like a Netflix, which I didn't know that they were doing. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So Jordan Peele, if you don't know, from Key and Peele and the movie Get Out, which did amazing this year on a real small budget. And he made um, 25 more times the money that he spent on that movie, maybe 50 times more. Mm. Um, his production company, Monkey Paw Production, will produce the series. No word when it will debut, but I'm super stoked for him. He is doing really good stuff, and he's hilarious. And he's on the show... Um, Life in Pieces uh, for a little bit that I love. Really? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen any. Re- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The Go first on. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Which was hilarious. And our. With our, our friend of the show. Our girlfriend, <laughs> Zoe Lister Jones. Uh, yeah, is on that show. I just tweeted about her and she liked it as she always does. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Go see Band-Aid. Yeah. See Band-Aid, you guys. It's you probably can... on demand or it something is. at this point. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Yeah, we love her. And I was telling Barley about Patty Cakes again. <gasps> oh, Patty yeah. Cakes should be on demand soon. That movie is so fucking good. Yes. Yeah. That should be on demand. Uh, what else? We... Oh, Good Time is on demand. I just saw it today. Oh, yeah. I would see that again. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. That's our Pat. That's your Pat. Mm-hmm. Our Pat. Our Pat. Our Pat. Your Pat. <laughs> Everyone's Pat. My Pat. Um, I don't have on demand. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Ange does. Maybe you guys can just do that all night tonight. Um, no, we got plans. Uh, after your plans. Are you going to go karaoke? Well, all of my favorite um, employees in the neighborhood are working tonight uh, at like every place that I like. Yeah, so, good thing you have that giant water over I know. there. Yeah, so we got to prehydration, stretch it out, and handle biz. Uh, I do have a John Samus minute. Have mercy. <laughs> have mercy. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know what you want. <laughs> you know what I want. Uh, he finally is being political. He's kind of... The shooting? Yeah. Good. Did you see that or no? No, but good. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about the shooting. Well, I was going to... Go ahead. Talk about it. Well, no. I, um, Let's talk this week's shooting. In yeah. this week's shooting, mass shooting... Yeah, we don't even need a John Stamos... Uh, instead I of a John... St- no, I mean, it's minute. a mass shooting minute because it's that fucking regular. Gonna write that in my notes. Although, you know what? There's no way. There's no way to stop these from happening, even though we're the only fucking country where this happens on the regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every other country, for some reason, has no problem with this, but we do. Mm-hmm. The great United well, it's States. Not, it's, not, uh, it's not the gun's fault. It's people. Right. Well, it's I, not NRA's fault. It's I got people. really fucking pissed, which I always am at Paul Ryan. But oh, um, So he doesn't talk when he should. He doesn't speak up when he should. And then he speaks up about, like, the dumbest fucking shit. So did you see in this no. interview, he, he uh, was giving an interview. <laughs> I just, yeah. I. And he was like, you know, I just feel really sad for these people that say that, you know, we shouldn't pray. He's like, prayers really work. <laughs> this was a church, Paul Ryan, and, by the and, way, and that people like, were praying at. Because that's what people were saying. Uh, you know what? They were praying. They were actually praying they when were they got fucking shot. That. They were literally praying. So, and I hate that argument because it's like, you know, for every side, there's people praying for every side. Right. You know, you're talking about a war. Well, we pray for our soldiers. Well, those people are praying for their soldiers too. And their so people. Only one set of prayers worked in that si- in that scenario. You know what I mean? Like, prayers work because they make you feel better. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I'm all for. You know, that's just like. Us meditating. Why do you meditate? Why do you sit in silence and and focus on something that you want? Because it makes you feel better for you. Right. But in order to actually make things better around you, you have to take action. Um, Anyway. So John Stamos finally said, sick of hearing about lying politicians, infighting parties, collusion, delusion, confusion. What are we doing to stop mass shootings? And he got a lot of likes. He got a lot of retweets. But he also got fucking dumbasses that... If I always say, like, if you're going to comment on something on social media, please spell things right. Because mm. you already <laughs> look like a goddamn dumbass with whatever As, you're saying. Especially if you're going to troll someone. Oh, yeah. And try so to be course, all smart. Of course, I went through and I trolled the people that they were spelling things right. I'm like, why don't you look up? Or just, I don't know what I said. Um, I was just like, you spell check, you fucking dumb, ignorant, goddamn pieces of shit. Sorry, trollers. Um, but I also think they're all bots. So anyways, from Russia. I should probably go into hiding now. <laughs> um, I'll go find Snowden somewhere. Um, uh, well, <laughs> it was a lot of, this one was a lot of kids, a lot of young kids. I haven't even, I didn't know it well, happened. Just, and I was in my car on the way back from uh, a surprise party. And I tuned into the news station 
just by chance and they're like oh here's a live press conference about something and i'm like Mm -hmm. now what and then they Mm -hmm. were talking about it and then i heard there was a uh, another shooter because it's Texas that had a gun. Well, and that's kind of the problem with this yeah. situation yes. because then 45, 45 is like, well, thank God we didn't have gun control because that shooter that shot, he hit him twice. He's like, if it weren't for if we had gun control, maybe that shooter wouldn't have had a gun to, yeah. to oh, save the other. You know, like he said the word neutralize, and I'm like, th- and he's the worst. So that's kind of a problem, but that. But that guy was a badass. He apparently his daughter was like, there's a shooting in the church, which was a block away from their house. He runs out with no shoes on and fucking exchanges fire and gets him twice, which, you know, that definitely helped. I mean, and then they chased him. They chased him down in a car. But I'm not saying that, you know, gun control <laughs> I, I get is it. great. I'm not, no, you know, or it. I'm not saying that. You know, of course we need gun control, but that's that was the twist in this shooting. Right. That that forty five was like, oh well, see, you know, it's just like, kind of like, no, you're missing the big picture, asshole. Of course, per usual, is. per the usual. But um, it was a lot of kids, and it's just it's nothing not will right. be done. It's domestic terrorism, everyone. Let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's white doesn't mean he's not a terrorist and he is oh no he was he was mentally ill it wasn't terror oh, you yeah, know I already saw but he's mentally ill but if it was someone of color it's like oh terrorism you know yeah, women yeah. or are they, mu- are they muslim are they yeah i'm always i'm always praying when these things happen <laughs> uh that it's not someone of color mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. please please, please don't, don't let it be <laughs> yeah. anyone that's uh, a shade of brown let it be a white guy um, which is terrible. So anyways, this is your uplifting bitch talk <laughs> episode 232 <laughs> of the episode. Uh, you guys, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. I just, things are happening and I think we have to pay attention. Yeah. You can't just turn off a TV, which I do, but I do, <laughs> do look through news feeds and I, I look at stuff, but, um, sometimes you turn it on, sometimes you turn it off, but you do have to pay attention we have, again, a lot of elections next year that everyone needs to pay attention to. There's a lot of women running for different um, different uh, school board openings, a lot of stuff. So if you don't want to talk about politics, you probably should turn this off. But if you do, you can always email us, give us more ideas, um, tell us how to help folks. Um, and um, But we'll always have a John Stamos minute, of course. Duh. And we'll always have uh, <laughs> listeners like Kim L.A., Kim Barley (laughs) and comment and download. So anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Episode 232 of the podcast. Bitch, please.